Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 This is the bulldozer Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio, Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us! Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah! Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Bearded Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that doctor, you only Fuck that. Black dude. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. But then I said, motherfucker, you motherfucker, I said, it's cold outside. I've got to go. And I said, motherfucker, you motherfucker, I said, it's cold outside. This evening has been, been hoping that you drop so in. very nice. I'll hold your hands, they're just like My I mother am. will start to Beautiful, what's your heart? And father will be pacing the floor. Listen to the fireplace So roll. really, I'd better scurry. Beautiful, please don't well, hurry. Put the record on while I The neighbors might say Maybe it's bad out there Hey, what's in this tree? No camps to be had out there I wish I knew how Your eyes are like starlight now To break the spell I'll take your hand (gasps) Your hair looks swell I ought to say no, 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 Mind if I move at least I'm gonna say that I tried. What's the sense of hurting my pride? I really can't stay. Baby, don't hold out. Uh, I said, motherfucker, you motherfucker. I said, it's cold outside. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, Jake Morris. What's going on, guys? Uh, 
Come back here for another one post-Christmas, pre-New Year. Uh, one last one for the end of the year. Talk some shit. Fuck out of here. Do what it do. Um, trying to think where to start, man. Uh, there's so much. Uh, just, just jump on some light shit real quick. Uh, so I saw they're having some kind of, what the hell is it called? Uh, CZW Audition Day Part 8 or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, the Scouting Combine. Like, guys, what the fuck is going on? Like, I, I don't know. The thing, the whole thing is just silly because, you know, I don't doubt that they can get young guys in there that can work. But at this point, like, for CZW, a company that's been around for 20 years, to strip down to the, the base level and start building as if, like, they're trying to find their identity – it, it looks silly as shit. It's like if Coke stops selling fucking Coke and then all of a sudden they're just like, we're trying to come up with a drink that would work for people. We're, we, I don't know. We got berries and we're mashing it into coffee and I don't know what the fuck's happening here. Like that's, that's what it seems like CZW is doing. It's just like they're trying to reinvent the fucking wheel that they've been riding on for 20 fucking years. That's been unique to them. Like they have such an identity, such a fucking brand. But DJ was in such a rush to pull that shit in another direction to say that he did it as soon as he got the fucking reins. And a lot of CZW, when it continued to succeed under DJ, was him using part of that pattern of what CZW always was. So there was a good portion of DJ's CZW that's continued to work and still maintain that identity. There were workers in the company that were maintaining that identity, whether DJ liked it or not. He put them on the card and they went out there and they performed for the CZW fans and gave them what they wanted. And it was the same fans that were getting what they wanted out of the previous CZW under Zandig. So as long as the wrestlers knew what the fucking fans wanted, it didn't matter that DJ was oblivious. You know, they he would throw continuous guys into the mix that, you know, were, were just favors because the company that, you know, he worked for, their top guys, now they get booked on his show even though their top guys ain't shit. Those, got, those top guys aren't anything the fans want to see, but it's DJ's barter system that got him booked into a bunch of different places in Germany and shit. The fans were screaming for Japanese talent and this fucking guy heads to Europe. You know, I mean, yeah, there's talent in Europe. I'm not saying they're garbage or anything like that, but like the type of clamoring that CZW fans were doing for the deathmatch guys of Japan, the Junkasai's, the Takeda's, the, the the guys that you know, GCW pulled immediately after they fucking showed up. That's the thing is like for years CZW had the formula, they had exactly what they need, and then acted like it was impossible to pull the guys that people wanted to see. And the type of guys that people wanted to see. Where Zandig made it happen. Um, and then afterwards, GCW showed up and immediately, like Jody Fleisch is back in the States. What the f- When was the last time CZW tried to bring in Jody Fleisch and just put him in the, the light heavyweight mix? Like, why did Jody Fleisch not come in at the top of fucking AR Fox's run? Like, why, you know what I mean? Like, what kind of insane mix would that have been? You know, the, the ball was dropped so many fucking times with CZW that it, it's really tough to, you know, try to reflect on it and be like, well, no, they did the right thing or they maintained the course or, you know, anything that was really working for the most part was the formula that was already there and not created by DJ. So 
you know, now he, he got canceled. I mean, he, you know, he's working around it in a way where he works for charities, uh, you know, like the Shindies do. He books as many minorities as he can. So it looks like he's just the head of a movement, you know, when he's just really DJ fucking Hyde after all. And, um, and then he's got, uh, Shannon over there, you know, notorious, uh, <laughs> you know, as she do, but, um, she's, she's the face of CZW. She's the defender of CZW. If you type on CZW's page, she'll be the one to tell you how it is and how, uh, death matches are on the comeback and, and, uh, more people will be coming back. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, it, it's it's a different face of a company that you're doing right now. The fact that you're even speaking to fans right now makes it not what CZW ever was, nor what CZW fans are going to want. And the company you're building month in and month out is not the type of company that would be for those fans, you know, but I mean, you could try the waters again. I still think as soon as CZW catches the little bit of momentum, they're going to get recanceled. And that's just what's going to happen because he's just hiding behind other people when he's still the fucking guy and you know, like she's, she's typed on there that he's no longer an active ring in, uh, in ring competitor. Like there, I mean, not that there needs to be an announcement of that. Cause who the fuck would, <laughs> who's they would change if fucking DJ Hyde announces retirement. I don't mean, but uh, you would think like it would be posted on the website and there'd be like, you know, something like someone would have tweeted that shit at some point, like, rumor has it, whatever. She said that shit matter of fact, like he actually like came out and retired or some stupid shit like that. Which I mean maybe he did because no one sees his shows anymore. So you might have you might have had a whole speech and everything. So um I mean if that happened I guess I'm wrong. But um I I'll be alright with that. Uh yeah, so I mean that that's all it is at this point. Is it it's they're trying to, you know, take young guys who I'm sure a lot of those guys look like they might be able to work. Um you know, or at least have the potential to a lot of them. I didn't see a whole lot of, you know, I, I haven't seen a single CCW match, I should say, but I've seen little clips here and there. I've heard some of the things that are said about some of the, some of the guys. Um, the one guy, I, his mind, his name escapes me right now, but uh, I saw him on Twitter and he, he was like a former uh, house of glory guy. And he looked pretty impressive. You know, he looked like the type of guy that's, you know, going to make somewhat of an impact. He's got, um, you know, a, a decent look to him, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember what his name is and I'm, I'm not really going to look it up, but, uh, you know, I, potential is not something that I, I, I doubt that like, Oh, no one in there could ever be shit. It's not the name of the company, the brand, the, the, the logo, they, they stripped the logo off and made it worse. Like you can't possibly look at that fucking logo and say that we upgraded or we got with the times or, Hey, we need, we needed to really, you know, make this logo something special. It was, uh, you know, more underground before, you know, with the barbed wire and then, the you know, all of that shit, like the tubes and, you know, whatever else they put on the, the logo as time went, it, uh, you know, yeah, it looked a little bit more rugged and maybe they wanted to clean it up. And then and, and, like, if that's all it was, I'd get it. But like, you can't put out like a, a, an obviously worse graphic and be like, this is our new logo. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like it's, it's like the entire company is just trolling. 
they're just like they they straight out skipped Cage of Death with almost n- like no mention of it that I know of. Not that like they should have came back into a Cage of Death, but in the same token, like again, n- don't even acknowledge that it is a thing that they've done for all these fucking years. It's like CZW's WrestleMania. They came back and they're like just learning how to wrestle, guys. The 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 show that's the name of the show is like just learning how to wrestle guys and and then you get a bunch of guys you never heard of and like oh wow that match was pretty good oh that was all right but like what the what the fuck is czw doing you know it worries me like maybe ring of honor is going away coming back for another one of these joints you know at least they don't have dj hide behind it but it's fucking crazy you know, so you, I mean, you're not going to get any kind of support behind that. And you really think you're going to start running death matches next year. And the death match crowd is going to show up to CZW's fucking shows. That's where you're running into a problem. Cause right now you're running like a shindy and you're drawing shindy crowds. You're drawing families, you're drawing special needs, whatever, you know, you're getting people who, who are just going to support and clap and enjoy the show. And, you know, and, and that's fine for what it is. It's fine. But when you try to go back and draw the same crowd that you lost once already and they know who the fuck you are and you give them a list of people they've never heard of, you really think they're going to give you a chance? And when like a handful of the deathmatch guys that you wanted to book on the show decide they really don't want to be involved with that, like you think you're putting another tournament of death together that people are going to talk about? And then what, how are you going to explain to the new families that you just brought in that like what are you doing? with this death match what is what is this this shit is scary these these guys are really bleeding out there like you you don't have any business trying to go back into the world that you abandoned once you you've gone to this level your your dojo wars the fucking the production like it's they've gone from like a you know a startup a b film to like this shit is going to theaters like dojo wars the movie that's what the fuck this is now. Because Dojo Wars doesn't exist, so now when you bring guys in, they just go into CZW, and they're just part of the thing. It's it's wild. So, yeah, that's it, That's where it is to me. Every time I see it, I just see it as like, okay, look at this little startup fed trying as they go. like, But nothing identifiable, nothing anyone's going to talk about. It's, you know, again, CZW was the rebel company. They were... The, the outlaws, the bad motherfuckers, the force to be reckoned with. Fuck you if you don't like us. That's that's what CZW was. You can't post shit like it's Friday on the motherfucking Instagram and then turn around and be like, oh, but we're still bad motherfuckers. Catch us next year. We're going to do some of that bad motherfucker shit. You got your goddamn mind. And Shannon's going to be the face of that bad motherfucker movement. You better get the fuck out of my face with that shit. Man. <laughs> Fucking CZW. That shit is that shit should have been renamed from the start. I don't know what prevented them from renaming it. Because they clearly don't want the identity that they initially wanted. And it was it was evident for a while with DJ. Unreal. Um I wanna get into this, you know, Marcus Crane. Marcus Crane passed away, 33 years old, you know, and it's one of those things where you don't want to tell people that you told them so, 
but the fact of the matter is I did time and time again. He was on my the short end of my list of guys who I thought would be gone. Him, Gage, Tremont now joined the, the ranks. Um, I mean, Corp, he's just a roach. He's just resilient. So he just keeps fucking crawling no matter how many times you, you stomp on him and shit. And you thought he was dead. And then he starts fucking wiggling his legs and he's, he's out, you know. And they're like, oh, shit, there he goes. I guess we'll see him later. And that, you know, that's the type of shit he's on. And, uh, you know, Necro is right on his way out. But I think he's going to die again soon. Uh, I'll talk to that about that in a minute. But, um, but yeah, like, you know, Marcus, that dude was so insanely troubled. You know, when they say, like, uh, you know, someone's ignoring, like, a million red flags, and that's just, like, what attracts them. And that's what it was with, with Marcus, as far as I'm concerned, because I saw nothing but trouble, and people just embraced it. Like, ah, oh, that's super fun and cool. And I just see a guy that's, like, on his way out he was a young fucking dude and every time i heard about him he was fucked up he was a nice guy when i met him he was a nice guy when i had him on the podcast all that shit i mean you know he was always trying to defend people online you know whether it be the gay community whatever it was he was he was trying to you know go out there and and fight for what he felt was right you know as far as uh you know morality this way or that way and you know, that's the type of dude he was. But what he put out there on a regular basis was that he didn't care about his body whatsoever. He'd do the deathmatch shit that ju- the Japanese guys were like, oh, fuck all of that. You know, the pigeon spike shit. No one wants to fuck with him, including him after he did him, but he took him like into the lung first before he figured that out. You know, the type of shit he was doing with the razors and the scissors and the, you know... Nutty Big Japan shit second match on the fucking card in GCW. And everybody just went like, wow, he's crazy. That's great. Dude, he's wrestling like finals of tournament of death level matches on the opener. You you can't fucking feel okay about this guy. You can't feel like, oh, yeah, this is definitely a, a limited. T- this is Shamrock Shake right here. This this is this some limited time shit. You ain't going to get one of those in the fucking winter time. It, it's... It's the McRib. It's, yeah, I mean, once this shit is out, it's out. You you don't get to just keep doing it because you like what it is. He's doing something that's like the Daffy Duck trick. You know, he drank the fucking thing, and he's like, the only problem with this trick is I can only do it once. And he blows the fuck up, and he floats away like the the fucking angel. Um, He dresses like the devil, and he blows the fuck up. Yeah, but um, it, it's sad because... How many times can you fucking do this? How many times are we going to run these fucking laps where guys are fucked up and guys are dead? And then, you know, you get the defenders, you get the enablers, you get all of that shit. And I'm not calling Tony Deppin specifically an enabler or anything like that. But, you know, he was the first one to jump up on my Facebook when I, I said, like, yeah, like, I'm not shocked by this at all. And he's just like, you know, it's not what you think or whatever. And, you know, look, I'm sure whatever the cause of death is, you know, was, I mean, if that's what he's saying, he's defending that, you know, he didn't die overdose or anything like that. I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know the, the details. I just know he's going to 33 and I, that's not a normal thing. And when this is a guy that, okay, the first time I saw him, 
um, perform. He was in torn, uh, not torn, King of the Death match. I think that was 2016. We went. Jeremy, correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I just years I'm I'm no good with. But uh, myself and Jeremy and uh, that bitch ass kid AJ and Whackpacker Hogan headed down to um, India Tucky or whatever the fuck they call it, and um, saw the fucking King of the Death match and Queen of the Death match and all that. And as soon as we got there. And we knew he was he was up against Gage first round, and Gage was just you know fresh out, and he was he was jacked up, and he he was wild, and um, he uh, it, it was like up against this to us unknown kid Marcus Crane that though from what we knew he was crazy, but you know he was up against Gage who was just gonna rip his face off, and he pretty much just squashed him. Well, uh, it's immediately after that. You know, we'd show up because it was a two-day event, and he and it was just like, yeah, Marcus Crane, he he took a ton of acid, and yeah, we're worried about him and shit. We're hearing this from workers, we're hearing this from from wrestlers saying, yeah, like he's in bad shape back there. We're kind of fucking concerned about him. We're keeping an eye on him because you know he's banged up. So fast forward his debut at GCW. We're standing there in line. People are going up. Yeah. Like I hear on the way up, they got kicked out of a strip club because Marcus Crane was fucked up on Molly and man, like it was bad. It was really bad. Like, you know, and I'm like, damn, man, this fucking guy, like he, he can't even get to the venue before he's, he's looking to get fucking hammered. Like he, he's not even waiting to get home to, to, he's got to be at this show fucked up, you know, like that's, that's a problem. And then this is also the guy that's willing to get shot in the face during a match just because, you know, this is, you know, the guy that you guys allowed to have like a cocaine gimmick and coke in the fucking match. And you're like, yeah, what could go wrong here? This guy's willing to die in a match and he does so much, so much drugs. We have to incorporate it into a match because it's become that much of a fun thing that we're doing here. And, oh, fuck, he's dead at 33. But it has nothing to do with that. It's, again, it's like the Trumpers when somebody dies and they're like, but it wasn't COVID. Like, first off, settle the fuck down. We're wondering why this guy's dead. That's all. You know, if if it came up, we're wondering why why someone's going at 33. And then we're looking at the life that was led before that, and you go like, man, I wish it would have went better for him. You know, I I wish something along the way would have steered him onto the right path. You know, he had just like a month ago, he had cheated on a girl, and he um, he got caught, and then she left him, and then he he was on Facebook, like, you know, brokenhearted because the chick left him for cheating on her, and he, he didn't know what to do with himself, and he said he wanted to clean himself up and become a better guy. So as far as I'm concerned, that the way he was talking on that post probably a month ago, again, you know, don't, don't quote me on times because I don't really keep track of people like that. But he was talking like he wanted to get better and clean himself up and da 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 da. That was like a month ago, rough, whatever. If we're only talking a month sobriety and this and that, and people like they're just gonna come out, hey, he was sober, he was that was less than a month ago. Or that was around a month ago. How how fucking clean are we at that point? We're not really like he might have started to look like he was gonna hit the right path, but then he died. I you know, I just I can't get on the train like this guy was doing so well. I don't know that he was fucking doing well because less than a month ago, he was on Facebook like a teenage girl that just lost her first boyfriend. 
that's that's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm I'm viewing here. And I'm, the, again, I always want the best for this guy. I want things to start working out for this guy. When I hear he's going to get better, he's going to get sober. Great. When I hear he's going to go move to Matt Tremont's house, I'm like, fuck, because I know that's not going to end well. That's just reality. That's not like me hating or this and that. I, I'd like to hear that this guy lived. I hear, I'd like to hear that this guy got better and be like, dude, can you believe when I was fucked up, I jumped on the pigeon spikes? Like that shit, I would never do that again. That's that's what I'd like to hear about somebody who was that over the top for entertainment and then found his way. Like he, he, uh, Nick Mondo, you know, you like to see that. You really do. Like a guy who jumped off a goddamn roof, punctured arteries in his fucking back, started a film career, moved to Japan, disappeared off the map and showed back up fucking doing well for himself with a big smile on his face, healthy. <laughs> and it, And he's directing fucking videos all over the place. That's what you want to see. If a guy entertained you that you cared enough about to show up every month and clap and cheer their name and wear their fucking T-shirt, you want to find that guy to be successful at some point in his life and comfortable and happy. Not fucking crippled and dragging himself around like a zombie at fucking 30 years old like Matt Tremont. That's not what I want in my fucking uh, you know, wrestling entertainers. I, I, I really don't. I want them to be living a little better than in the fucking warehouse they wrestle in. You know, that's that's just... You know, I don't know. I I think compassion. I that's just how I see. Um. You know, I I don't think that's that's something that's uh. You know, I should be faulted for. I don't think that that's that's a bad thing, by any stretch. But um, you know, that's that's just the way I feel. So when I see people going down this path and everybody just goes, ah, yeah, that's just him. It's like, dude, who who's okay with that? I don't like it. Not at all. I think that's it's just no good. You know, we're losing way too many fucking people at a way young age. And a lot of these guys, there's every fucking warning symbol that you could possibly fucking want to see. And we're just going, that's just part of the thing. Just leave it alone. And then they die. And we're like, I can't fucking believe it. Really? Anyone want to admit that Gage is in trouble yet? Any anybody want to fucking stand up and be worried about Nick Gage like publicly? No. You guys are just still gonna just kayfabe the shit out of that. Because I remember a long time ago when I already started to say that hey Nick Nick's in trouble man he's he's headed down the wrong path. I'd have people like Joey Janela and everybody else pop. Oh I just saw him last weekend he's doing great is he? Okay. I'd love for that to be the case. More than anybody else, you know, you could go back and, and see how many of CZW's legendary shows I was standing there ringside like a mark with the fucking Nick Gage HC shirts on the hardcore Nick. You know, I, I, I got fucking the red and the yellow. You know, I was a huge, huge fucking Nick Gage fan. The biggest fucking fan out there, really. And, you know, that's just me. That's just how I felt. You know, I, 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 I was fucking beyond hype when his music hit. But the the path he's been going for a long fucking time has been bad. You know, the path a lot of these guys are just going, it's just, it doesn't fucking look good. It, it looks like this has to end bad. You you have to have seen drug addicts in your life before to know that. I mean, if you haven't seen it before, then maybe I can't fault you for that. You haven't, you haven't seen a struggle. You haven't seen someone go down that path and not come back. Maybe. The longer these guys are in the wrestling business, I can't even give you that pass because I know you've seen it in the wrestling business. 
because even as a fan, you know, this is the thing where I, I, when I started watching, you know, death matches and all that, you know, you get, you get the, the reaction out of your, your average person that's never really watched this stuff and goes, well, do they really die? Like what? It, I wouldn't want to watch something that these guys die. Like who, who wants to, to watch people die, you know? And, and you tell them like, no, no, it's just called death match wrestling. It's just, that's all it is. Like they, they, I mean, they get bloody. They really, you know, cut each other up and stuff, but, and they do dangerous moves, but no, they, they really actually, if you want to get technical, they protect each other during all of this chaos. And, you know, they, it's a show, but, you know, that, that's what you would explain to like a common, you know, person, you know, the, you know, is it like the fake WWF, you know, and you have to tell them like, well, look, it's like this, but it's like that. And it, they don't die. Okay. Well, after years of explaining this to your average person, it goes, what is the thing you're talking about? Or what is that thing you watch? You know, well, it, it's a lie because these guys are fucking dying but they're not dying in the ring. They're just, they're just abusing themselves physically as well as um, just pouring substances into themselves to be able to endure the shit that is fucking inhuman. It's not normal to be able to, to fall off of high places onto hard objects and, and to, to land, you know, bluntly on hard surfaces and just get blasted in your skull with the craziest things on the planet. Continue to cut the same place on your body until something goes wrong. Like this shit has gotten to a real stupid point where of course they're going to fucking die. That's exactly what happens. We're, we're worried about like when certain germs come around, like wearing gloves on your hands and this and that. And these people are carving into like existing wounds and reopening them with glass that was on the fucking floor that somebody just spilled like half their beer and fucking <laughs> some guys two seats down fucking threw up on the floor and like, you're just picking glass up and like gouging it into each other's foreheads. And, you know, it, it's, you know, you got to just think of like the entire fucking thing. It's just like, of course they're going to fucking die. If this, if they take it to the worst possible place on a regular basis and then work like monthly matches and, weekly matches depending on the guy of course this is going to end bad and there's no ceiling there's no you know oh well now he's going to be on the main event of wrestlemania like no fuck he's not no one wants to look at that guy john wayne murdoch still looks like he mows people's fucking lawns for a living like he he doesn't he doesn't look like a fucking wrestler by any stretch of the imagination he might be the hardest working guy in deathmatch wrestling he worked fucking 800 matches in a year or whatever he did and hey, man, that that's a bad motherfucker there. But um, that shit, that dude's looking. This shit doesn't belong on TV. He looks pregnant. But you know, I mean, it, it's just the, the whole the whole thing is such a delusion to me. You know, because you, you just you tell yourself a lot of lies initially when you start watching this shit. And you know, it was such a lower number too initially. Like, oh, yeah, guys don't really die i mean you know oh well that one guy but you know you couldn't like connect one to the next and the next and the next and next and you you got guys just left and right you know you got guys like jc who's like such a habitual i mean this dude was regularly on that shit and still it was just going to be you know barefoot thumbtack matches and this and that and just traveling and, and limited amounts of money and oh you know, just 
so much of this shit. Oh yeah, South Philly, that'd be a great place for an addict to, you know, wrestle at least once a month. You know, that'd be a great place to send a kid from you know, Kentucky to, you know, wrestle once a month and, you know, you'll you'll get yourself all straight there and it's just there's so much of this shit is just continues to feed a dysfunction or, or an addiction. You know, the environment that wrestling is is just not okay for a fucking addict in, in any way, shape, or form. The continuous pain you put on your body as well as the way that you manage pain, it, it doesn't line up. If the way you manage pain is to hit it with substance, you can't go find yourself more pain or you're a dead motherfucker. It's just over. The substance is going to override all of that shit or you're going to have to go so heavy on it. It's just, it's a terrible recipe. But people just like, they play it off like, yeah, this guy had a real problem anyway. Pass that shit over there. Like, yo, you can't just fucking pick and choose and be like, it's okay because I said so. Oh, you know, I can't get COVID because that's my uncle. Like, that's that's not what the fuck goes on. You guys make up your own rules for a lot of this shit. It's fucking silly. But it, you know, it's sad, and you know, if it becomes a thing where we can't do as much of this death match as as we we've done before, we can't go to this extent. We can't go to um, this frequency of it. Maybe that's maybe the frequency puts a, a bigger lean on it. You know, and and I I mean I say from the start, death matches as a whole need to be more special. You know that those some of those matches, that's slack and um. Marcus Crane match that had like three matches after it at GCW, whatever the first one was. Uh, it might have been Art of War. I, I don't fucking. I, I'm probably way off, but um, that it, it just just fucking crazy that match. That match could have main evented any fucking CCW show, straight up. Like if that same fucking match just happened inside the Cage of Death, no one would have went home and been like, that Cage of Death sucked. They would have been like, that was fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Added one spot off the top or two spots off the top. And people would have went home like, holy fucking shit. Like, this this is the greatest thing ever. You know, people who signed up for that type of shit, that, that fucking product delivered right there. You know, it it shouldn't be that early on a fucking card that like someone's going to have to go find it and bring it up for it to be the thing. That should be the fucking top of the poster, the, the front of the DVD or fucking whatever you're putting out there is the graphic to try to resell that shit. So I think death matches should be definitely more um, important. You know, should have some kind of feuds that lead to it should have some, something that that holds some level of importance on it the weapons have to become dangerous again people's got to stop cutting themselves like that's the fucking way to impress me like i don't give a fuck about that i could do that too like that's just anybody could fucking do that especially you guys are just going to get wasted in front of us in the parking lot oh yeah i I used to be able to drink a a few beers and, and hurt myself that's that was pretty easy it took absolutely no talent when it came right on down to it it just took uh stupidity you know it's it's just it doesn't make any sense. It's not a. Uh, it's not what I need to see. I need to see the guy fucking come walking out and go like, "Oh shit, this guy's got fucking barbed wire in the ring." You know, what I mean, despite the fact that he's gone through it a bunch of times, like, I want to see him put on the brakes and try to avoid the shit. You know, I want him to touch it with his hand and pull his hand off. Like, God damn it, Necro used to do that shit all the time. Fuck that dude. But you know, it, it, he used to do that shit all the time. Necro was always really good at selling the fucking 
the weapons, despite the fact that he was like, dude, that could take impervious, like he was impervious to pain. This dude was unstoppable. He was an absolute fucking machine, but he touched the barbed wire and he'd be like, fucking looking at his finger and shaking his hand. Like, holy shit. You know, goddamn well, that didn't hurt this fucking guy. This guy's a big fucking numb redneck. You know, you, you can't, you can't hurt him like that, but he sold that shit. Like that is bad shit right there. So now when they rolled around it all match, you're like, dude, holy shit. He, he was, he had a problem with that shit to start the match, let alone what happened to him. You know, like now, now everyone believes it again, you guys got to understand like this shit was way deeper than what you guys have been doing. It, it just, it just got away from that a lot. But you know, the other thing is, is, if we're really going to play the wrestling needs to be moral shit, then we should really start treating it like a business and guys aren't allowed to get fucked up before their match. I mean, you you should really do that. Like in a workplace, they shouldn't just be fucked up. I know it's a lot less fun. Guys shouldn't really be fucked up with the fans. And I mean, I mean, if they want to go to an after party after, after a whole event and shit, and then they want to party with the fans and all that, that's cool. But I really think it's such a inviting atmosphere for all the drugs and all the drinking and all all of that shit combined. And then you add any kind of issues, any kind of, you know, addiction or any, any, any kind of, um, you know, demons in somebody's life that they got to deal with and then exist in this same environment. You know, obviously it's not going to make the whole environment safe or anything like that, but it shouldn't be such a, a, a harboring environment for, for these addicts. Because if you didn't have a place to continue that income and now you milk off this group of fans, you know, and I'm not saying that, that well, I'm not saying that Marcus Crane abused that, but in the same token, the dude had fucking brain surgery off an infection in his forehead. He had a fucking brain surgery because of an infection in his forehead because of glass that was embedded in his forehead. And he got an infection so bad that that bled into his fucking brain. They had to remove a piece of his skull so the swelling on his brain could go down and leave it off until the swelling went down and then put the fucking piece of his skull back. And this dude couldn't wait to get back in the ring to take a bundle of light tubes to the fucking head. You guys pop for that shit? Man. But y'all act like I don't give a fuck. Y'all act like I don't give a fuck about the dude. Because I say some some shit that I feel is honesty. Keep that shit in mind. Because I'm having a difficult time lining up with the, with the care factor. You know, about, about a dude when this is the path that people are going and you guys are just sitting by like it's a, and actually a good thing. It's sad to me. It just It's really sad to me, you know, because you could see the niceness in a dude. You could see uh, the good heart in a dude. But the, their, the path they're on is just too dangerous. It's, it's too, it's not, it's, it's not going to end well. It's just not. And, you know, look, the fuck am I? Like, I'm mean, just a casual fan. I'm not just going to, you know, change a motherfucker's life because I, I don't agree with it. it I mean, they're going to do what the fuck they want to do. But the people that are immediately around them and consider themselves friends and this and that, it baffles me why they haven't done anything, why they, they haven't changed the path of shit. But, you know, and it might be a little harder to come by, guys, if you don't allow these motherfuckers to get fucked up for their shit. But comes down to it, I mean, 
some less deaths might be on your hands. Because, I mean, when you come to, like, a Jimmy Rave guy, you know, Jimmy Rave was getting limbs lopped off while he was still doing CZW shit, you know, CZW training shit. You knew this guy was in trouble with that shit. Come on, guys. You really, none of, nobody knew what the real deal was when you were that fucking close to him. Because I knew the fucking real deal from Jersey over here by my fucking self, not attending a fucking show for five, six years, whatever. Just from motherfuckers messaging me and shit that you, you would see on the internet, you could be like, oh, okay, no, he's, he's in that type of trouble. Okay. And plus, he's begging every fucking fan, including me, who was never a fan, you know. And again, rest in peace to the dude. I ain't, you know, I ain't shitting on him like I wasn't a fan. Fuck him. I'm just saying in general, like, I wasn't really a fan, but it didn't stop him from trying to get money off of me as well. You know, but these are the things that were going on. The red flags were flying like fucking confetti at a parade. But motherfuckers were just like, oh, no, that's just the way the rain looks. And you just, you just watch this guy die and now everyone's shocked. It's, to me, it's kind of insulting to my intelligence, you know, when it comes down to it. And that doesn't make me smart at all because this shit is so blatant that guys are heading down these paths and, and it's just this, this continuous uh, play like you don't see a game, you know, kayfabe, whatever <laughs> the fuck out of here. You're just going to watch your boy die is what you, that's what you're saying. Okay, cool. So, I mean, that, that's just going to be the end for a lot of guys, unfortunately. And, you know, that, that drug shit ain't, that ain't, like, cool. It's not, like, dope to, like, yo, I love crack. Oh, really? Because if, if you're serious, like, man, I hope you get better. Because <laughs> that shit don't end well. There's no, like, successful crackheads out there. You know, it's it's generally not a good end. You either get off that shit or it, it's, a, it's a short run. Um, and maybe that's all you want. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I can't really identify with that type of shit. It's a real simple, it's a real simple mind to me. If, if you're okay with just like burning out your life and dying as soon as possible, like that's, I don't get it, but again, yeah, it's their own. Um, yeah. So it's, it's real sad, you know? And, uh, that, that's pretty much all I got to say about it. Cause I, it's not about like the actual cause that entire fucking thing is sad and the end is him dying at 33. So I, I just don't, I can't separate one from the other and be like, buddy died in his sleep. I don't give a fuck how he did. You, you know, goddamn well, all that shit led to it, you know, and I'm not going to play like the, everything we do is before we die. Like it, come on, man. You, you know, the difference between what you're doing and what he, he was doing. It's, I, I'm not, I'm not looking to, you know, play, play make believe today or any day, really, to be honest with you. I'm too old for that shit. The only time I'm playing make-believe is my motherfucking puppets, which I got to start that shit going again, but that's it, man. That, that's the only thing I'll, I'll believe, you know, that pretend some shit. The rest of that shit, like, it's, it's I'm not just going to bend my fucking world to, to help you believe some bullshit. It's just not going to work. Like, Necro Butcher beat the shit out of that, that chick. Now this dude's making some kind of mega comeback. He's all fucking riled up. But what's funny is he's like, I'm abandoning trying to be a normal person because I tried that once and it didn't work. And it's like, what didn't work is you beat the shit out of that chick. Um, but, uh, you know, that that's what that is. And then you don't pay child support. That That's what actually happened. What actually happened is you don't pay any fucking child support or see your kid. You know, I mean, that's not really the same as shit not working. I mean, I guess it is. I mean, that's definitely not working. Um, but, 
that's not like the world fucked you over, really. You know, I mean, other people would probably have a different opinion about it. Like the woman that you beat up that never paid her for uh, the kid. But um, he's going to have some kind of massive comeback. But the way that he's talking, that he's like done with normal life and his, his life belongs, the no pain train is coming back or some shit he said. It's over. It, it, that's a wrap. Like that, he ain't gonna be alive much longer. Because once once you turn that mentality, like fuck life, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's almost over. He uh, he he's fucked. I know the last time he came back, Schlag beat the shit out of him. So I don't I don't think he's got quite that uh, unstoppable force fucking energy that he used to. We'll we'll find out. But uh, people better be doing him a lot of fucking favors. Otherwise, he's going to look real bad. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's, it's crazy, too, because whoever's going to book that dude, like, stop with the moral shit. Go bring back Nolan Edward if you're going to fucking book uh, Necro Butcher. Because, I mean, where are you really drawing a line on anything? You know? You're gonna you're gonna draw the line on this, but Necro beating the chick. Oh, that was a long time ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. That'll work. Uh, but um, yeah. I mean it, that shit with Danny, where the the chick's face is fucked up on on Instagram. That I mean, I guess that was a long time ago too. Y'all could be a tag team. But um, fuck that guy. It's funny too, cause like so many people defend it like that. Oh, it's it's cancel culture cancel culture is not like we're a, a dude beat the chick up and fucking would you call that cancel culture if you were a pedophile and you wound up in jail and they found out if you wound up in prison and you were a pedophile and they they would fucking kick the shit out of you and fuck you up would you be like this is cancel culture no that's 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 somebody having rules to the motherfucking game and you not applying that's what that is yeah i mean like for me like if a, if a dude beats up a chick i ain't fucking with him that's not cancel culture. That's morals. That's motherfucking, that's standards in life. You know what I mean? So if they don't fit that, that's what that is. Don't turn it into some bitch shit. It's actually man shit. That's actually like, I got pride about my shit and I don't give a fuck who you are. But if you jump the line on what the fuck I believe in, we ain't, we ain't down no more. That's just the way it fucking is. That's not cancel culture. That's fucking morals. Learn the difference, motherfuckers, because y'all try to act like morals is pussy shit now. Well, y'all clowns is a motherfucker, too, because, you know, someone did that shit to your mother or your sister or your, you know what I mean, or your daughter. You better not try to find out whether you like what he's doing to make an exception or not. I bet you be acting, right? I mean, you damn sure should. So it's it's not my lane to, to, to start pretending and then and then allowing, like, a lot of you little internet Grease balls to fucking uh, little gargoyles to to try to talk back to a fucking grown man like, no, you're the bitch because cause you have a problem with what he's doing. Nah, man, I, I won't hit a woman. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't need to do all that. That's crazy. So I, I ain't really feeling that anyway. But um. Yeah, that's that's you know the whole little necro thing too, because that's that's coming on back and and then they started trying to attach that because now like everything a Republican has a problem with, they'll just be like, that's cancel culture, fucking you're like this COVID shit. 
it's fucking crazy. It's running fucking wild, man. I got like multiple people at my job out with fucking uh, exposures and and the ones positive, but she's been working from home. Like shit is getting thin, man. We're having to double up in fucking areas. The shit is, is fucking wild. Like every fucking day, every week, there's like another like fucking something we got to deal with. This person's out, that person's out. Like, well, we got to cover this area. We got to double up in that area. Like this shit is crazy. So, uh, and plus we got the holidays on top of it. So like leaving early days and all that shit, like it's been wild. And you got motherfuckers out here still like, and, and everywhere, like Nina's job, same thing, like mad people out. Um, she's got two jobs at the moment and both jobs got people out. You know, it, it's, it's wild all over the place. You see the fucking NFL, Kirk Cousins ain't playing on fucking Sunday. That kind of shit. You know, that, that's just like a loss for the fucking Vikings off the rip. You ain't you ain't winning that shit without fucking starting quarterback. The Vikings ain't dope like that, and I don't think uh, you know they're gonna stand a fucking chance. I don't even know who they're playing, but um, let me see. Yeah, because I, I mean Kirk Cousins being out, like, not that he's like a world beater, but I, I I got faith in Cousins being like a good competitor. There was a while where we were in, we were in the hunt to get him, and they were talking about uh oh versus the Packers. You fucking kidding me? That's a wrap. That's a fucking wrap. Bug Eyes is going to light him the fuck up. Karen Rogers is going to shred whatever fucking backup quarterback they got. It's over. But, uh, yeah, we we might have Trey Lance on uh, Sunday starting out against the fucking Texans, which is uh, scary in itself, but he's a dynamic guy. So if he, he found his way and he's learning the system while he's been standing there, then, uh, you know, we might have some secret weapon shit on our hands. We have enough weapons to stay competitive because even his game against the Cardinals, it wasn't great, but we only lost by seven, you know. Um, So it's not, like, impossible for us to win a game, especially against the Texans. Texans were just huge against the Chargers, but they're not going to go on, like, a fucking run. At least I don't think so. I think it's more of a fluke that the Texans caught them slipping on a sleeper game. And now, now the Niners have seen everything they could do. We got Nick Bose on the fucking edge. We got Freddie Warner in the fucking in the middle. You know what I mean? We we got a lot of fucking hitters out there. And then um I mean Debo and Kittle and I mean our running game is crazy and I think Elijah Mitchell's due back. The, I mean the type of shit we could do out there is, is really fucking crazy. And um Yeah, we'll just see. I mean if uh if we got Trey, we got Trey and then, you know, you got the possibility of a running quarterback as well that could take off. Like, yeah. I mean, even in that game that you would consider, you know, a bad game, you threw a pick and all that in, um, at, uh, Arizona, he, I mean, he ran for almost a hundred yards. I mean, he was a little suicidal with his fucking running. You know what I mean? He was, he was running like right at people. We don't want quarterbacks to do that or he'll be out of the league in a few years. But, uh, he was, you know, he, he was moving the fucking ball with his legs. So, I mean, that's that's an added dimension. And if we can really catch steam and hit the playoffs, man, it's anybody's motherfucking game. We'll see what go on. But, yeah, it, it should be interesting. It should be real interesting. I'm going to be fucking nuts by uh, Sunday. But, yeah, it, it's crazy with the COVID. And, you know, none of these fucking – these jerk-offs are still, you know, sticking to their fucking guns. Don't take my fucking guns. But uh, they – uh. This this Brandon shit, like this this shit here, this is some of the stupidest shit I have ever fucking heard. This is 
So for anyone who doesn't know, this is my best understanding of it. There was a guy yelling, uh, there was a guy, a NASCAR guy, NASCAR, where all the intelligence comes from. Um, There's a NASCAR guy who was doing like an interview and I guess he won or something. And the fans were chanting, fuck Joe Biden. So then someone asked, what are they saying? And the the guy or the interviewer said, let's go Brandon. Because the guy's name was Brandon or some shit that won. So now, like, the, these fucking rednecks are like, that's fucking genius. We're putting it on fucking flags. My fucking truck. Fucking Brandon. That's it. But the thing is, too, is they're like, they're like Roger Rabbit when you do the shave and the haircut thing on the wall. Cause you just have to go like, what is that even? And they're like, fuck Joe Biden. They just come like flying out of wherever the fuck they're at and scream, fuck Joe Biden at you. Like, so it's not like, like super top secret. Like they're like loaded and ready to throw a fuck Joe Biden at you and shit. Like there was an asshole in my town over here. We did like the uh, drive around. There was a couple assholes, half a town full of assholes. All right. Um, but anyway, at least if not three quarters, of, all right, let, let me just, so we, we were going around looking at Christmas lights. So what we did was we, we got a list of all the, the finalists for the, the town Christmas light, uh, um, competition or whatever. Right. So we drive around and you'd see like a sign on the lawn that said like finalist. And, you know, we put it in the GPS and we go to house to house and shit. And like, you could see around the corner, the one house had, um, let's go Brandon on the fucking roof. This guy stood on his fucking roof and and fucking attached lights for probably fucking three hours of his fucking night to spell that stupid ass shit out just so he could yell fuck Joe Biden at the first person that says, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, that was your fucking celebration of Christmas. Like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like, why are you that fucking riled up? Why are you supporting this team right now? Like, it is such a fucking like like a movement. It's like yeah, you know, this Trump shit is different, man. It's just fucking different. It's like being a fucking Yankee fan or something. It's not it's not just like I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. I'm really Republican. It's like here's the fucking flag. Uh I got a shirt, a hat, socks. Fucking like what the fuck what was the last time Republicans had like fucking like memorabilia? Like that, that shit is, that is some real new shit. That, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, they always had some shit for like their conventions and shit, the blue hat, the little shirt, whatever, 2020, or, you know, they usually didn't keep them on for three years afterwards, but you know, they'd have a shirt that said whatever year it was going to be for them to run for me, you know, that type of shit. I mean, we're talking like these motherfuckers got like truckloads. We, we got pop-up shops. That, that there's a guy with like a fucking RV that's like packed with merch that's like hanging off the front of this fucking RV that he, he parks it in other places and shit. And um, yeah, it's like these motherfuckers are mental and they're selling all this fucking merch because you can see it on these assholes as they walk around. It's like, whoa, there, here comes this asshole. And, and, and it's like a fucking shirt with Trump's face on it and fucking guns. <laughs> like, what the fuck? But, like, so you had the guy with the, the fucking thing, right? Yeah, this other house that was fucking amazing. They, I mean, they must have spent fucking 
10 grand minimum on their fucking house on their decorations like the amount of shit that they had was crazy and um just big fucking yard wrapped around the the fucking uh, a blow up like taller than their fucking house of a um a reindeer that was in their backyard so the defense of the backyard made it look like it was stable it was fucking crazy but like you look through all this shit and there's a fucking let's go brandon flag hanging off the fucking the, the the flag post by the doorway and it's like just gotta let them fucking know <laughs> just like put all this fucking work in and you just gotta like remind me just before i leave like oh actually i'm also stupid like enjoy the decorations <laughs> what the fuck man like <laughs> and just don't ask like what ruin the fucking holiday spirit if you ask what it stands for and your fucking kids are in the car fuck your butt but uh it's it's gotten to be like a fucking like a mental disability and uh i i just i just can't wrap my fucking head around it i i just this chick that looks like a mama june on slim fast fucking uh um at my job but she uh she had to yell that shit when someone else asked and was like who the fuck who the fuck needed you to do that just now like why why do you what, what about this experience made you proud to fucking scream that out in public like you're just it's all good yeah i mean like i I just like i mean obviously it is because nobody did shit or said anything or whatever but it's just like you just gotta bite your tongue because it's like oh well this is either gonna be a fight that this person just started for no reason or it's just gonna be like i'll walk away and just know how i feel about you which is generally how i how i handle things i just go like noted fucking moving on i ain't got time for the bullshit because you know that shit can go deep, man. You don't want to start getting into fucking arguments with people you got to see all the time. Who the fuck needs that? So, uh, you know, you just keep it rocking and shit. Like, sometimes you got to let your fucking opinion be known. But, you know, how many days is that going to fucking weigh on if you do it? You know what I mean? You got to think that shit out. Um, that shit is baffling to me, though. It's like, dude, y'all proud as shit about that. That That's really not that clever if it comes right down to it. Like, you don't want to... Don't stick your chest out like that it's really not no one else is entertained except for you and your friend that's it like it's like god damn it like why are you oh shit you got a shirt on oh fuck bumper sticker too oh yeah i don't understand man um what else i got some shit um Oh, the Jay-Z Nas thing. This whole Jay-Z thing again with the with the fucking um, versus battles that people are talking about. And Jay-Z said it flat out, and he's fucking right. No one's fucking standing on the stage with him in a versus battle. That's it. I mean, now, the closest one would be Busta Rhymes. Now, Busta Rhymes, as far as I'm concerned, Busta Rhymes, um, I, I think his shit would be entertaining. It would be a very entertaining battle, but the fact of the matter is, is Jay-Z's hits are too fucking big and too many. There's too many of those fucking hits. This guy, like, he's just the most consistent out there. No matter when, like, you know, Jay-Z kind of went commercial and shit, and there might have been some guys you were fucking with more at the time, like the Mob Deeps or, you know, the you know the different uh, Sabu shit or, you know, some different shit that you liked just a little bit more because... It still had a little bit more street to it while he was starting to catch some steam and go a little commercial. But if you go back into those albums, even to this day, you'll find a couple street tracks in there that can't be fucked with. Like this, this cat continually still put that shit out and his hits were hitting hard 
like real fucking hard, big fucking money. This is one of those cats. This is what I'm saying. Like when you look at a red man and, and, and the things that I pointed out last week, now look at Jay-Z. This guy, he's got billions. Like not 10 million, not, you know, not 80 million, uh, at least a billion, like a billion and a half or whatever the fuck they said he got. That's, that's that shit right there. Like, that's not off of, oh, I, I made fucking Lollipop. And I on to fucking Lil Wayne. I, just, I put a picture up on him that somebody sent me. That he was out there looking like fucking Mary J. Blige. Uh, that's what the caption said. I didn't make that shit up. But that dude, seriously, like, he was looking dressed like, like he was going to stare out the window on a Sunday drinking Earl Grey tea and shit. That's, that's the type of look that he had on his motherfucking face with a sweater and these tall ass leather boots, like brown fucking boots, like this, this fucking goodwill shopping motherfucker. Like, and I'm sure the sweater was like fucking $10,000 and shit, but he still looked like an old lady. Like he still looked just like, like he was going to reflect on things for like half the morning. You know what I mean? That that's like, he might've crocheted that shit is what he looked like. You know, like that, (laughs) It's fucking crazy. The people out there acting crazy. That's the fucking dude that's going to stand on stage. So fucking Lollipop's going to go up again. This guy's going to stand up there looking like fucking Cam Newton at a press conference. And, and he's going to put on Lollipop. And that's going to fuck with Hard Knock Life. That's going to fuck with 99 Problems. Talking about Jay-Z's commercial hits. Because fuck that. Like the street shit. He don't stand a fucking prayer looking like somebody's grandma up there. But fucking just put up hits versus hits. Just put up commercial versus commercial. Big, big, big. What's the biggest fucking Lil Wayne? Probably Lollipop, right? I mean, as far as commercial, widespread, whatever. I mean, I would say probably. And again, against 99 problems, there's no layers to Lollipop, man. It's pretty straightforward. It's catchy as fuck. Nothing wrong with it. It's a classic banger. It ain't. It ain't a Jay-Z classic. Y'all got Jay-Z all fucked up. Because y'all like Lil Wayne. Like ain't GOAT. GOAT don't got shit to do with like. When you when you like something, you could just say, this is the type of shit that I like. Like, the type of shit that I like is Sean Price. Sean Price is my number one fucking rapper. He's my favorite rapper. Do I think he's the best rapper ever? No, of course not. Because I'm a realistic person, and I think Jay-Z is unequivocally the best rapper of all time, the greatest rapper of all time. This guy's longevity goes back from L- from fucking Big L, going on the fucking radio, freestyling with him, and him going, yo, I got my boy with me. Oh, you could spit? Yeah, I could spit. He, he fucking come on there, and he had that quicker, like, Big L delivery kind of flow, and he was he was doing that shit, and then next thing you know, he catches, and that's Jay-Z, and he's continued to roll on, and this dude went from that to fucking everything he's done, and just continue to lay him fucking down, you know, to going into, like, bringing other people on, like, fucking Siegel and Meth Bleak and all that shit, like, just being there for all of that. And then, you know, continuing is just, just piling on top on top of everything he's done. And his hits are just fucking crazy. Fucking crazy. Like, Lil Wayne is not even in the conversation. You want to put Lil Wayne against somebody and watch your boy lose? Don't fucking even waste Jay-Z's time. Busta will squash his ass. Busta will squash Lil Wayne. 
Some of y'all Lil Wayne fans are making shit hits that ain't hits. It ain't over here. It ain't old popping in the East. He don't have classic albums like you think he's got classic albums. Not in the fucking East. Over Busta fucking Rhymes. You're going to pull Busta Rhymes catalog out and Lil Wayne's going to come out of your mouth? The fuck out of here. I'm not trying to hear that shit at all. And now, you, now you're going to bring up Nas. Well, Nas, oh, Nas got 24 albums. I don't give a fuck how many albums he's got. Half of them are whack. At least half of them are not good. Nas went down that philosopher bullshit. He went down that shit. He went from, you know, doing fucking, uh, um, like, that, that early shit. That was all, like, ain't hard to tell. Like, all that shit was just real street. Like, it, it just, that's, it, it was like a dude that was real smart in the street. That's what it was. This dude got enough money, bought himself a fucking library. Then he was in his private study, learning all this shit out of books, and he pulled out his shit in the rhymes. Nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about, bro. So some of this shit you dig into history, I was I didn't come here to learn today. That wasn't, that wasn't what I came here for. I came here to rock. You know what I mean? I wanted to put the fucking headphones on, or I wanted to bump the speakers, and I want to hear some street shit. I I didn't want to hear no fucking philosopher shit. I I didn't I this isn't a book on tape with a beat, motherfucker. I'm trying to listen to this shit and get hype. What the fuck I'm here for? Oh, did you hear that shit that he said about the biblical times with the ancient Egypts? It, you know when when he takes it back to early man and uh, then he broke it down into the categories of which continents they in, initially get the fuck out of here. What are you talking about? You know? Like Ferris Blusa said, we mobbing like Woodstock. And that rifle got a Woodstock. The fried rice always better at the hood spot. Yo! Look, that's that shit. That's what I, I just, that's what I want. Just, just bring me that shit. Bring me that hard shit. They're getting jealous. I do everything they could not. That's the chorus, you know what I mean? Don't bring me that shit about biblical times and what you read in the motherfucking book in, in ancient Egypt and the way that the, this guy was famous for this shit, and I'm going to tell you about this guy. And I, I ain't here to learn from you today, man. And why the fuck you blackout drunk on Henny at a motherfucking club in New York on stage just about falling off the fucking stage, but you're going to teach me some shit when you get on the mic? Why don't you settle the fuck down for a minute and make some hot shit, you know? I mean, I know from what I hear, like, some of his new shit is dope, and, like, that that, that uh, store run joint was pretty tight, but, like, even that, like, I acknowledge that as a tight track, but then, like, as I go into playlists, I find myself, like, those type of tracks, like, two months in, three months in, start to get skipped on the rotation, and then, like, six months in, I wind up pulling a track like that out of the playlist, because I, I acknowledge, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not staying on this one too much, like, in the gym and shit. Like I gotta get into a certain mindset when it hits that that certain tone and the the you know the beat doesn't really come at you and shit it doesn't hit hard like so that's you know that's where a lot of Nas's shit now lands with me you know uh, it'll be dope I can listen to it be like yo he he fucking ripped that shit yo that that's a dope ass song but it, it doesn't it doesn't like resonate it doesn't like sit there for a while where I go back to it and like oh this this that shit. I still, like, would rather those old Nash joints that, like, you know, 
th- those are the ones that are still jumping out at me. Those are the ones that are still on the playlist when I deleted the other shit. So that there's a, a clear difference between the shit that we fell in love with and the shit that, that can be produced now by certain guys. Um, where, like, guys like Busta can still bring it into that, that realm, even if it's a couple times per album while he's doing this other Evolve and grab other um, audiences and, and grab new attention from this group and that group as he, he changes his style up to, to adapt to whatever the fuck's going on. Jay-Z did that, Busta did that. And, you know, that's what makes those fucking guys absolute fucking legends because, I mean, they have stayed relevant throughout. Those guys don't pop up and someone goes like, oh, this fucking old guy again. I mean, if you're doing that, you're hating, man, because that ain't, that, ain't, that ain't their role at all. And um, they can still fucking bring it. But, um, you know, I think that's that's the difference. It's like some of these cats couldn't do that, like, he wasn't bringing those those old Nas bangers out. Like he he didn't he didn't like pop up with one of those. It, it just wasn't like something he was doing. Like and, and cannabis did that shit too. Cannabis came out, and I'm not comparing them as far as people, because as far as you know everything I've heard, like you know uh, Nas was way more of like a street dude. You know he he was, you know. I mean, he, he was legit. You know, he was out there. But, um, like, Cannabis came out, and he was trying to do that, you know, punch you in your chest so hard, your soldiers will touch. What? You know, he went from that to, again, this motherfucker brought page 82 out of the fucking encyclopedia on letter Y. And now he's going to explain to me about some shit in there. I don't, I wasn't here. I, no, I just wanted that banger shit from the last out. I, you, second round knockout, like that type. No, you, oh, fuck, man. It's like, I, you know, it's like entrapment. These motherfuckers entrap you with these fucking albums where you tune in and you're like, yeah, that's that shit. Yo, I'm, this shit's going to be crazy. You, like, motherfucker ain't even hear of them yet. And you're like, yo, the last album was crazy. Wait till you hear this new shit. And you put it on and you're like, I mean, the other one was, I mean, it was a little different than, I mean, this is all right, but I, well, oh, you hear that shit? Oh no, I thought he said something else. Um, I mean, we just put the other one on. I mean, uh, I mean, which, yeah, let's just do that shit, you know? Like, <laughs> that's that's how I wound up with fucking cannabis. Was like, yo, his shit came out of the fucking gates. I don't give a fuck what nobody said. He fucking smashed LL. His fucking, his joint against LL was way better than LL's comeback. His comeback was just tailored against whatever Cannabis already did. Cannabis came out with his shit originally. You know, like all his shit came organically out of him to diss LL. LL shit just countered. It was like counterpunching. You know what I mean? So I, I, I think you, you're already like the underdog coming back from that to even try to overcome but, uh, yeah, I think cannabis shit was too legit. He went and got Mike Tyson and fucking everything crazy. You know, Mama said knock you out. He came out with fucking Mike Tyson second round knockout. That shit is crazy. That's like a kind of a tribute to him while fucking dissing the shit out of him. Like, that was insane. And NLL's a legend. So, to go with that guy with that type of shit. And then, like, he felt bad after that. And then, like, kind of retracted shit. And then just, like, went into, like, the fucking solitary with books and he learned a bunch of shit and came out and was like now I want to tell you about the molecular structure of uh, 
carpet fiber. And you're like, God damn it. Where the fuck, where'd the other guy go? <laughs> damn. Now he's all, yeah, Eminem tears him apart like he don't exist. And he makes a track like he was, he was saying didn't die and he's still here. And that's him. And it's like, oh, dude, this is the guy that showed up and was immediately just like on tracks with like the biggest motherfuckers in the game. Like right off the bat, Red Man, Cannabis, fucking LL, fucking, you know, he was on those tracks. And, you know, everybody was taking quick notice to like, yo, this cat. And then he just went off on this. I'll just be an obscure B rapper. I'll be one of these underground guys that say a bunch of shit that I don't understand. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. It's not my type of shit. But again, that's what you're putting up against Jay-Z. You can't put a guy who has not stayed consistent or more consistent than Jay-Z. And that's, again, it's like the Tom Brady argument. Like, just because you don't like him doesn't mean his accomplishments aren't far better than what you're talking about. Sean Price, my favorite cat. Second favorite, probably Redman. You know? Bust is up there for me. You know? I like Jay a lot. He's definitely one of my top guys. You know, I got a lot of Jay-Z songs in my playlist. But, and I got a couple of Nas songs in my playlist. But in the same token, when you put the catalog together and you go, well, this this hit counts for something big. The crowd's going to go crazy when this hit hits. And then there's this one. Well, if you play this one, you got to play this one. And then there's that one. Oh, shit, that album. You could play fucking half of the Black album. I mean, you... He could fucking, he's got the money to have any fucking buddy guest appear on it. So yeah, Justin Timberlake walk out and do fucking Holy Grail. That's the type of, he's got that type of fucking move, you know? Um, so to me, just like, don't even talk about this Jay-Z shit. Hey, you could put one on and it'll be entertaining and I'm down to watch it. I know he's going to fucking bring it. He could do it casually and still win it. You know, you could tell whether he brings it. Or not to really prove a point, but he could do it like casually, and and I think win it, you know, where like people would go like, oh yeah, I didn't even realize like that's how many hits, and you know that's that's the way that uh, shit, man. He he rocked that shit. Oh, I didn't think he was gonna have that guy there or this chick there. Like you know, goddamn well he could do what he wants. Um, he'll have a hologram on there doing fucking Brooklyn's finest. You know, like, don't, don't fuck with Jay. Don't fuck with Jay. He's got too much money, man. You're going to have him up against some, some cat that was, like, blackout drunk on Henny getting pulled off the fucking stage. This guy, he's going to trip over Biggie's hologram and fucking die in that joint. That's what's going to happen. You put Nas up there. <laughs> but uh, that's crazy. Stop talking about Jay like that. Um, what I think would be dope is... um. I mean, well, Scarface is retired. He can't perform like that. But, like, Scarface versus Ice Cube, that would be a bad motherfucker right there. That would be, like, top-notch shit. If Scarface could still do, like, all the Scarface shit, Scarface, Ice Cube would be crazy. Um, Kanye's a, a... I mean, he's out of his motherfucking mind. But if he was able to perform all his shit and not be in, like, a Stormtrooper helmet or some stupid shit... And really just get down on all his tracks and have a good fucking time and, and perform the motherfuckers, he he would be unfucking real too. Because he could also, he could take some of that producing shit and he could have fucking uh, Siegel come out. Because I think he did the truth. He can come the fuck out. Bam. All of a sudden, you, 
and fucking seagulls out there rocking that shit. And then boom, he's off, and then Kanye hits a fucking you know gold digger. Yeah, I mean there's just a million of them, and you know he did so much for so many other people. You get a couple guests in there and shit, so he can make an entertaining one too. You know, I mean realistically, um, Jay and Kanye would be a dope show. I mean if they could do a show, I'd I'd want to see like at least three hours though. You know, do all your fucking hits and then do your fucking joints together. I mean that that'd be fucking crazy. But uh, yeah, I just I just don't think one to one you're putting anybody up against Jay Z where he's gonna look like the guy that didn't do it. You know, a lot of these are kind of lopsided that they're doing. You know, it's it, it's crazy, and you know, performance definitely plays into it. But you're not gonna play Jay Z and pretend like he can't do it. You know, he's not. You know, people were gonna fucking jump on DMX's dick, and you know he strung out, and then he did the shit, and he was di- he was dead soon after. So, you know, I mean, if you're going to give this dude the nod, don't be mad at Jay because he's paid. He, he he can wrap his ass off. So, yeah, I just, uh, I think that whole conversation is silly and it's just not ending. They're just going to keep hitting it and hitting it until he finally shows up on one and shit. And uh, I mean, I don't know if that's even going to be the case because he's got enough money that he don't have to do a goddamn thing. No part of that does he have to be any part of. He's got to want to do it. Otherwise, it ain't going to happen. But yeah, that that uh, Gorilla Nims dude, I I still can't believe I haven't I hadn't found out about this dude previous to now. Um, the dude was a uh, a huge fan of Sean Price, and was on a track with him too. I thought I heard like every fucking Sean Price track that's been out. Like I've heard mixtapes, I've heard all his fucking albums, I've had all his albums, mixtapes, and all that shit. And yeah, he had a track with fucking Price. And he's got a whole gorilla gimmick. How the fuck again? Like, how did I not catch that one? Like, everybody knows I'm I'm way into the gorilla stuff. So, it's crazy. It's just it's just wild that I hadn't. So, you know, I, I got like a bunch of albums I've been going over, and I'll, I'll pull this track off of this one, or this one off of that one, and I'll put a decent fucking playlist together off of Nim shit. He's crazy disrespectful. Um. So, I mean, he's just one of these cats that, like, he's going to say some wild shit, and he's clever. So a lot of his punchlines are, are fucking real good. So I would check him out, though, if you like that type of shit. He's uh he's dope. And that, that Bing Bong shit has really popped him. You know, now now everyone's paying attention, and suddenly they're going to go back in the archive like I did. That's how I found him. And he does that don't ever disrespect me shit. It's funny as hell. But, uh, yeah, man, he he's fucking funny. And uh, his, his a lot of his rap shit is dope. Um, let me see. Uh, there's a bitch selling farts, man. Like, she's farting in a bottle and then selling them to people for like a four grand or some stupid shit like that. Like, she made crazy fucking money in a year off of that stupid shit. Like, y'all, like, this is where like. Somebody need to ship something deadly in that same fart jar so we can get rid of those people. Because it's like, like, I'm not as mad at her as I am every motherfucker that bought a fart. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, how the fuck... In what world could you tell a kid, like, I'll sell you this fart. Like, get out of here. You're, you're silly. Like... I don't understand how you can be a functional adult and pay like 
any money, any money at all, let alone like a couple grand for a fart. Like, yeah, like this is where we have too many people. This is where like I really hope right, COVID needs to kick in on some of these ones. Yeah, you know I mean, there need to be a little COVID in there with the fart. You know what I mean? Like, I hope she fart out some COVID and 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 take y'all out. You know. I hope that shit combines with the meth or whatever. But, like, even that, like, I can't even... It's hard for me to, like, justify, like, exactly what's going on. Like, I can't be, like, heavily drug use because you wouldn't have a couple grand for a fart. Like, who has a couple grand for a fart any fucking way? Let alone the motherfucker that's got a habit. So I, I gotta feel like you just nerded out like that, but... That's, that's fucking crazy. I need to see every, like, a, I want to see a picture of every fucking customer. That would be so dope. There, there would have to be a trend where you'd just be like, uh, you look like a flirt by a motherfucker. <laughs> and then I'd start pulling them out in public. That, see that guy right there? He's probably got like five farts. It's like crypto coin and shit in, in, in creep mode. You just, you just own farts. Is all the jars are lined up on his fucking mantle. <laughs> Hangs his Christmas stocking under his fart jars. You see, yeah, there's too many people on the planet, man. We need more watering holes with crocodiles in it, you know, that have like some kind of flavored water that they're into. Let's go branding flags around it or something, <laughs> something to attract them. Yeah, just like just. Put some hologram shit of like Trump talking in the middle of the ocean, so they'll start walking into it. Some some kind of shit like this, cause we got we got thin herd or something, man. I don't know. I, I keep hoping that like if this vaccine thing is 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 definitely the way to go. Which look, I'm double vaccinated. I'll get the booster at some point or whatever. But I need to start seeing the people who ain't doing none of this shit just like drop, like by by good amounts, so that I'd be like, yeah, we'll just keep riding this. You know, and then, you know, maybe there'd be less people. You know, that I just, there's too many. There's just too fucking many. They're buying farts. You know, that, that's, that should be enough to, to wake anybody up and go, something's, something's wrong here. This isn't, <laughs> you know, when you're struggling to pay the rent and the motherfucker just paid a couple grand for a fart, you got to think to yourself like, yo, the fuck I'm going to do about this. Like, this is, this is crazy. This like I I don't know like how to get some of that fart money, but <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's fucking nuts. But anyway, I I'll talk to y'all motherfuckers uh next year. <laughs> no, but uh yeah, you know next week, other week, whatever the fuck week. But uh I'll be back at this shit. Uh don't don't do no stupid shit tonight. Ain't nothing but a fucking day. I uh, hear motherfuckers out there banging their pots and shit like like they got a mental disability out in the fucking streets because it's fucking midnight on the December 30th. Shut up. Go the fuck back inside. What's wrong with you? Just just be happy you lived every fucking day. What, what's the difference between living through today than it was to living through yesterday or tomorrow? It's all It's all another day that you get to fucking keep going, you know? People drop dead all the fucking time and, like, be thankful you're not one of those motherfuckers. January 1st, fucking uh, February 8th, fucking, like, whatever other number you want to throw out there. That's that's uh, how we should live, you know, be a little bit more thankful for what the fuck we have. And, uh, you know, just keep being the fucking best whatever the fuck you do that you can do. 
make some kind of fucking impact. Don't be another one of these dull fart buying motherfuckers. Yeah, you know I mean, do your fucking thing, and uh, you know, be something you can be proud of. Be something where if motherfuckers don't like it, fuck them. That that's what you, that's what you are. That's what the fuck you've created, and you're proud of every bit of it. And and that's that's the type of motherfucker I've created with me, where I you know I may not be for everybody, but I don't really give a fuck. You know, I I, uh, I work for cats. That's my purpose on this fucking planet, is to save cats' lives. I'm you know I'm gonna work out. I'm gonna love my family. I'm gonna do you know all these these you know helping these animals and and all that. And, you know, and it's a wrap. You know that that that's pretty much it. I'm gonna ride that out for. For what I got here, I'm gonna be highly opinionated the entire motherfucking time, but I ain't gonna hurt no fucking buddy. Just doing my shit, talking my shit, and uh, yeah, whatever. You know, do do good, man. Do you do your motherfucking thing out there, and uh, yeah, I'll talk to you motherfuckers next year. Peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. I'm tired of rain. Making the grass green. Don't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good. Black cheese tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you got to say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I got to hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide it. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth, even when I lie. The Juice Against Radio. Jesus! So say good night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something, sell the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no food.